You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is Thunder Batista. Zach, how you doing, my man? Good, good. Thank you for the intro. It's been a minute since I've got to hear your beautiful voice in podcast form. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have been on vacation. We missed an episode. We are back in the swig of things now, though, bringing you back more matches, of course, uh, for you to for you to take a look at. Zach, what have we got? You know what? Since since we've been gone for a week, I'm sure everyone's on their edge of the seats for the return to the show. So why don't we just hop right on into it and uh, tell me what you brought this week to the table. All right. I brought, starting off, I brought us Tomohiro Ishii going against Chris Hero at Revolution Pro Wrestling. Very nice. And then I got Casey Lennox going against Jade at Warriors of Wrestling. Very cool, very cool. Well, I brought to the table this week Tony Storm versus Danny Luna from Pro Wrestling Soul. Ooh, okay. Oh, I like the name. And I have MJF taking on Ethan Page from WrestleCon 2020. Ah, oh man, who can out in the who? in the America versus Canada tournament, <laughs> <laughs> or the America versus the World tournament? I think it was you USA versus the World. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So I am very excited to get into this one. Uh, we got a, I think we got some some pretty good matches, and of course we have our surprise match, which we will get into later. That we both took a look at, which I think we both really, really enjoyed. So we cannot wait to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, then the last time we had this this podcast, well, who who started us off? I want to say it was me because after the match that I gave you for this week, you had you went into the match right after me. All right, then I'll kick us off this week. You know what? I'm going to kick us off with MJF versus Ethan Page from WrestleCon 2020. Dope. Uh, so this match is, like I said, from WrestleCon 2020. It has no, like, promotion or anything. It was just, uh, booked for WrestleCon. Okay. Um, this was a, this was a, a big Wrestle, it was like a small WrestleCon tournament, uh, where it was called USA vs. the World, and it was just a bunch of U.S. wrestlers going against a bunch of international wrestlers, uh, to see who would win. Mm-hmm. And this one was, of course, MJF representing the U.S., and Ethan Page representing Canada. Nice. Uh, and this one was less of a match... Okay. It was eight minutes long. It was less of a match, and it was more Ethan Page ripping on MJF. <laughs> <laughs> because MJF... So, to start this one off, mm-hmm. the ring announcer gets in the ring okay. and begins announcing MJF. And before he can even finish the announcement, literally, MJF's music cuts him off. Oh, <laughs> Uh, and MJF comes to the ring, and the announcer starts his whole thing over again. Of course, of course. Uh, and then Ethan Page comes to the ring afterwards, 
he does his all entrance, shows off, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then he grabs a mic. Okay. And Ethan Page starts singing, You Are My Sunshine. <laughs> right in the middle of the ring. Oh, my God. Because what this is a reference to okay. is when MJF was a little kid. who I think he was like four mm-hmm. or something like that. He was on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh, I remember. I think and I remember on the Rosie referenced. O'Donnell show, little kid MJF sung "You Are My Sunshine." Oh my god! And professed his uh, his dream of being an opera singer one day, to which Ethan Page ripped on him for the entire time. Oh my god! So the whole so basically, Page comes out with the ring. He starts singing "You Are My Sunshine." MJF goes after him. Of course. He starts he he ditches with the mic in his hand and he starts running around the outside. Uh and every time MJF comes at him, he like dodges him or like elbows him or something and he just drags him around the outside of the crowd <laughs> and and he starts giving the mic to the fans telling them to sing you are my sunshine. Oh my god. And then like a handful of fans along the way forget the words. And he's like, how do you not know the words? And he just starts ripping on the fans. <laughs> and then he gets the one guy who finally finishes the verse. And he's like, yeah, we did it. Oh, my God. But, of course, MJF does uh, end up uh, taking out Ethan Page. Mm. Uh, but this does it. This does it. Uh, and then after he takes out Ethan Page, he grabs the mic and yells at all the fans that they sucked at singing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god! So these these two these two fight on the outside for a while uh, with MJF. It's basically MJF having control here because he's just like throwing Ethan Page around now that he's pissed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like wraps his knuckles in like the the turnbuckle thing, yeah. like you know, like that like uh, the thing you use to tighten the turnbuckles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that metal that metal bit. He put his like fingers in there and like bent oh. them over it, and I was like, oh, Hot spot. Those types of spots always make just make my fingers hurt. Yeah. Right. And then M- uh, MJF throws Paige back in the ring. He gets him in, like, a headlock. And he's like, yeah, yeah, why don't you sing for me now, huh? Why don't you sing for me now? And Ethan Page is, he can't, because he's, you know, his, his <laughs> arm around his throat. So instead, he starts going like this to the crowd, and the crowd starts singing You Are My Sunshine again. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> he, like, conducts the crowd while he's in this submission oh, hold. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, and it, it, uh, it gets him up, and he, he comes back a little bit, but MJF shuts him down again and gets him in another submission hold. But throughout, So throughout this whole match, when MJF had the submission holds in, mm-hmm. he kept, like, grabbing the ropes for leverage, and the refs kept being like, hey, stop that, mm-hmm. you know? And MJF would be like, fine, whatever. He would do, like, the one, two. And then w- at one point, he gets... He gets Ethan Page in another submission hold and once again he uses the ropes for leverage yeah and the ref is like come on one two three and then MJF goes oh what are you gonna do about it and then the ref just like back takes a step back and he kicks MJF's yeah. arm off of the ropes <laughs> oh the Aubrey Edwards at least that's the first time I saw a ref do that and I was like fuck yeah it was it wasn't Aubrey Edwards, but it was a different ref. But the ref just uh. like kicked his arm off of the ropes, like, <laughs> and this gives uh, Ethan Page the opening to get some offense in. 
He gets a little bit of offense in. Uh, Paige he lands a big strike, a big uh, delayed suplex where he holds MJF for a while. MJF blocks the submission, but Paige gets a rope break. Uh, then he rolls onto the apron. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he rolls onto the apron, this gives uh, MJF his opening to hit that uh, that spike pile driver that he hits. Yeah. Where they're, like, hanging on the second rope. Mm-hmm. So he, he hits that spike pile driver, goes for the pin, puts his feet on the second rope, and the ref this time does not see it, <gasps> and MJF steals the win. Oh, my God. The ref was like, ha-ha, I outsmarted you, and MJF was like, you dumb bitch. I'll just do it again. Yep, and MJF wins with his feet on the ropes. What one, a two, bastard, three. but he's our bastard. What a bastard. What a heel. What a heel. Uh, this match was short, uh, but it was very funny. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed like the way this match flowed because it was just basically if it, like the first like five minutes of it was just Ethan Page making fun of MJF, <laughs> and it was really funny. <laughs> um, and then there was like a little bit of wrestling sprinkled in, <laughs> like that was the whole match. Uh, but it was very good and it was very entertaining. Uh, I liked it, so I'm just I'm gonna give it the meh here. It was solid. It was it. it was, it wasn't, like, blow me away, but it was funny. You know, I enjoyed watching it. Fair enough, fair enough. Enough that I'm willing to give it the meh here. Fair enough. All right, so what is your first match you brought to the table this week? All right, if we're going to go start with a lesser wrestling match, let's just go into my hard-hitting-as-hell match of Ishii going against Hiro. Now, Ooh, that sounds very hard-hitting. When I picked this match, this was after Ishii had... I forgot who Ishii wrestled, but he had an amazing match at New Japan. And I was like, well, I want to see an Ishii match. And I saw Chris Hero, and I'm like, well, there's a name I haven't heard in forever. By the way, Chris Hero, please come back to independent wrestling. I would love to watch Chris, you wrestle. Chris Hero, um, you may... If, if you're an NXT fan, you may know him. You know Chris Hero as Cassius Ono. He's been... Ever since he left, he hasn't done anything, and it makes me sad because I would love to see him wrestle. He has been dead silent. <laughs> But I mean, hey, if a man wants to do other things, go for it. One day, one day, he's just going to be the Joker card, and uh, he's going to knock someone out like, with his ah, elbow. Finally, there ah, he is. There he is. But until if that day ever comes, let's get into the match. So, yeah, hero match starts. Hero walks over to Ishi. He towers over Ishi. Like hero is massive, and <laughs> he does like the little short joke where he's like, "Oh, hold on, let me get down to your level," and he like crouches down like you know like the meme where it's like how not to talk to short people yeah it's literally like that except of course <laughs> Ishii just looks at him and he just forms him in the face and then just oh. hits him several times and then Kiro just hits him once and just wipes him to the mat yikes and like with this look of understanding of like oh okay this 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 motherfucker's got he just this motherfucker can hit Ishii gets right back up and immediately forms him back Nice. He tries to shoulder charge Hero to the ground. Of course, Hero does the... Come on, bro. What are you doing? So he keeps doing this over and over again until finally Hero's like, all right, listen, like, you've you've hit me from the back. You've hit me from the side. Fuck you. And he just knocks him to the ground with his own shoulder charge. Picks him up. Ishii tries to punch him, but he stops short. So Hero does, like, the... He ducks. And he just mm-hmm. stomps on his foot. <laughs> nice. And I was like, <laughs> Get him. So Ishii Absolutely then goes baby. for what commentary says is the a brain buster, though it doesn't end up being that later in the match. The brain Spoilers. buster. And Hero's huge, so of course he blocks it because it's early on in the match and he's also very heavy. So he body slams Ishii and then sentons onto his chest. He then picks Yikes. him up, puts him in the corner to chop him in the chest a few times, and then Ishii is finally able to turn things around by throwing him into the corner and he just chop, form, chop, form. Damn. So... Wanting to turn this around, Hero then dumps Ishii to the outside, where he just 
dominates him. Just heavy strikes to the chest, just absolutely manhandling him around the ring. Eventually, mm-hmm. they end up on the entrance ramp, where they kind of go back and forth with just blistering chops to each other's chests until, at one point, Ishii's like gets seemingly gets the upper hand, right? And then Hiro uh-huh. just nearly kicks his head off with a big boot. Oh, he gets into the ring. He starts so close. taunting. Ishii is wiped. He barely gets into the ring to beat the ten count. And on his knees, Ishii still tries to headbutt and strike Hiro in the gut. Uh, but Hero just resta- retaliates by slapping the back of his head and then forearming him like in between the shoulder blades. Except oh, surprisingly, oh, okay. <laughs> this just seems to fire Ishii up. So Hero's like, nice. oh shit. So he starts smacking him harder in his head, but it only ends up hurting his hand more and more. And it just fires <laughs> Ishii up more and more. I love this part just because I was like, Dope. you ever slap someone's head so hard that you just, it hurts you more than it hurts them at that point? <laughs> ow, 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 As ow, he's just ow. getting more panicked as Ishii's just slowly getting up. Like every time he punches him, it's just like, ow. Yeah, literally, he's like, ow, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Ishii then finally chops Hero back, attempts the Brain Buster again. Hero again gets out of it and chops Ishii so hard that he ends up sending him into the corner. Mm-hmm. He tries to do a running slam, but Ishii moves out of the way and in control hits a running clothesline in the corner and then finally hits, hits a suplex. And they call it a brain buster, and I'm like, that's not the same thing, but I get the point you were going that's with there. not the same thing. He's been trying to hit this literally all match, and you literally feel this moment where he finally gets some momentum. He grabs Hero by the waist, and despite Hero elbowing him in the back of the head repeatedly, he picks him up and just slams him to the mat with a back suplex. Damn. He tries to Irish whip Hero at this point, and Hero is stubbornly clinging to the top rope. So to solve this, he's like, all right, fine. He just chops him in the chest, and as he like reacts, like, ow, he just throws him off the ropes. <laughs> Hero then flips him Neat. over the top rope onto the apron because he's able to stop himself. And then as Ishii runs towards him, he boots him through the ropes. Mm-hmm. Except then, like a bull, Ishii charges at Hero and instead is met with several big boots, a high knee, and then one final boot that just wipes him out. Like, Hero's big boots were, like, <sighs> just certified weapons at this match. Like, they were wiping the floor at, with Ishii. At you, any part of Hero's body is a certified yes. weapon, I would say. A man that, a man that big is... Very uh, true. It could hit pretty hard, I would imagine. So after this, he just straight up picks Ishii up and just immediately pile drivers him. And nice. I was like, oh, shit, we're just going to a pile driver. And then Ishii fucking no-sells it. It gets right <laughs> back up to his feet as Hero gets up. So Hero desperately tries to put Ishii down with another big brute since, you know, it's worked every other time. The mm-hmm. first one proves ineffective, and the other one, Ishii blocks it, and then responds by just headbutting Hiro in the jaw, and just sends him crashing to the mat, almost knocking him out. The two nice. are exhausted, so they each get up, recover in opposite corners, Ishii tries to go for the, make the first move, and clothesline him, but Hiro doesn't even budge when he hits him. So Ishii then just keeps trying to clothesline Hiro, and like, every hit you can see is slowly wearing down Hiro's resolve, as he just like bounces off every rope in the ring and just keeps hitting him over and over again. Like a pinball. Literally. Until... If, <laughs> I can just hear like the ding, 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 until, <laughs> until finally, after a particularly strong one, Hiro flips Ishii off because he's tried this like six times. <laughs> and then he just forearms him in the, as he goes to clothesline him again. Then he discus forearms him. And then out of nowhere, Ishii just flies at him, hits him with a forearm, headbutts him, and then knocks him down with a massive clothesline. The crowd pops for this. Hell yes. Awesome. Ishii goes for the Brain Buster again. It's a suplex, but whatever. 
The two then go back and forth countering each other until Ishii sounds off on Heroes with just rapid forearms into his face. And just as you think he's in control again, Hero just wipes him out with, again, you guessed it, a big boot to the face. <laughs> it's literally... It's like, it's, it's his go-to. It's his go-to, and apparently Ishii's kryptonite. So the two <laughs> now get up in opposite corners. This time they charge into each other, and they kind of like... It's kind of like two stags, like, bumping horns with each other. Like, they hit each other and, like, get knocked back. Except Hero then flies off and just splashes Ishii in the corner with a running mm-hmm. forearm. He goes to lariat him, but Ishii then waist locks him and tries to German him. And you and you see Hero do like the spot where he's like, "Come on, come like, on." Except then, like a pit bull, Ishii just stubbornly holds off on him as Hero just keeps trying to get him to let go by elbowing him. Okay. Ishii then dodges his next clothesline, picks him up, and then just sends him crashing to the mat with a German suplex. Damn. Which Hero no sells. Of course. And then the two of them go back A lot of, a lot of that forth. happening in this match, it Of seems. course. Seemingly, these two just were too stubborn to stay down. They go back and forth. They're dodging each other's strikes. Hero finally swats Ishii's kick away. They, they exchange just absolutely devastating strikes with each other after this. Until mm-hmm. Hero forearms. Well, actually, no. Hero forearms during this. Ishii chops. Until Ishii hits Hero with a Gamangiri that he had previously... that Hiro, It was the kick that Hero swatted away. And mm-hmm. just as you think Ishii's finally going to put him away, Hiro just absolutely wrecks him with a colossal discus forearm, or what was better be known by his partner that I, I'm forgetting his name now. What's his name, Mikey? JT Dunn. That's his. Yes. Or as JT yeah. Dunn calls it these days, the death by elbow. Yes. And then finally, Ishii gets pile-drivered by Hiro. <laughs> Ishii then stands up immediately after it, so Hero another then no-sell. hits another form and then does a cradle pile driver and finally puts down Ishii for the win. Wow. That was a great this match. That sounds insane. It is. It's a great match that... You know what? I'm feeling generous. It can take a mark out from me. Woo! We got there. We it's did it. It's a good-ass match from two guys that got know how to have hard-hitting but entertaining matches. Sick. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, my second match of the week, we got Tony Storm taking on Danny Luna from Pro Wrestling Soul. I love this name uh, still. Yeah. Uh, and in this one, we have a little bit of backstory in the beginning of this. Cause, Ooh. Uh, this, this is for the Pro Wrestling Soul Women's Championship. Okay. Who currently, Danny Luna is the, er, it, currently at the time of this match, not mm-hmm. now, yeah. uh, is the inaugural Pro Wrestling Soul Women's Champion. She became the inaugural Pro Wrestling Soul Women's Champion when she took on Kanji mm-hmm. in a match and won by forfeit. Oh! After she smashed, she she interrupted Kanji during her entrance and power bombed her through the stage. Oh! Oh! Okay. <laughs> okay. During during which I believe Kanji broke her arm. Oh! So Kanji couldn't wrestle. So by just based by forfeit, she basically won the inaugural women's championship. Wow! By that destroying was a, her opponent. That was a ride I was not expecting to, us to take on, but I'm now yes. bit, very much so intrigued. Um, and now she is defending it officially for the first time against Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. You will realize why I told you this backstory later. Cool. Uh, so in this one. This you want you want we were listen we were talking about hard hitting matches, uh this one is that 
(laughs) (laughs) This one is definitely hard-hitting. Because literally, the way this match starts off is the bell rings. Okay. And then Danny Luna just, like, just nails Tony Storm with a bicycle kick directly off the bat. Ow. Like, it goes ding, 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 and, and Luna just goes, <laughs> bam! Oh, my God. Holy <laughs> and shit. And Tony to the ground and just starts stomping on her. Then she picks her up, and the two just start trading strikes back and forth. They just start hockey fighting right off the bat. They're just, like, trading elbows. They're trading, like, forearms. Tony Storm hits one big elbow that sends uh, Luna to the outside, and to- uh, Storm is able to hit a tope. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Storm, uh, she's she hits her with a tope, beats her up on the outside a little bit. The count's getting a little high, so she goes in to reset the count. But when she goes in to reset the count, she's like, eh, "I'm in here, mine as well." Goes to hit, uh, she goes to hit another tope, which she does. But Danny Luna is able to catch her, roll through, pick her up, and just slam her onto the apron. Wow! Oh um, my god! And Luna rolls Storm back in the ring. Or, sorry. She hit, she slams Storm on the apron. Then she throws Storm into the ring post. And then rolls her back in the ring. Oh my god. She just slaughtered her. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, after that, uh, Luna, of course, goes on the attack. <laughs> because she is firmly in control at this point. <laughs> uh, she's choking Tony on the middle rope. Uh, she hit... Uh, She's choking Tony on the middle rope. There's one point where Tony tries to get a little momentum back. She hits her with a big sit-out spine buster, which looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Storm kicks out. Uh, then the two both get up, and Storm is able to nail nail uh, Danny Luna with a super kick, into, uh, which like spins Luna around, basically. And then Storm picks her up and hits a German suplex. Nice. Uh, she hits a German suplex. Danny rolls through, is on her knees, all dazed, and then Storm just follows it up with, like, a sliding clothesline, which was awesome. Very cool, quick combo from Storm to get to get momentum back. Let's go. Uh, this sends Luna out of the ring, uh, to which Storm chases her. Uh, the two start brawling on the outside. Uh, Luna is able to get control back after she uh, hits Storm's head on the barricade or something like that. Uh, and then she drags Storm up to the stage, and she's like, I know what you all want to see. Oh, my God. And she starts, she sets Storm up for the power bomb that she did to Kanji. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to, she goes out to put Storm through the stage. But while she's setting Storm up, a bunch of security rush to the, rush to the side of the entrance ramp, and they're like, no, don't do it! Please! No! Luna, don't do it! But while they're, like, begging her not to do it, she goes to lift Storm up, but Storm, like, is able to, like, sh- do the thing where, like, she shakes her legs and, like, lands again. Yeah. And Storm reverses it, and just, like, flips Luna over, but she flips her off the stage into that crowd of security cards that just, like, <laughs> li- that just, like, lined up on the side of the stage. Oh my and God. she just takes them all out. Amazing. Then Storm brings Luna back into the ring, hits her with a flurry of, like, gut kicks, uh, elbows, and then she, she's hitting her with, like, gut kicks, elbows, forearms, and then Luna, like, desperately just, like, goes for a headbutt, mm-hmm. and she nails Storm with it, but then Storm, like, recoils, and as she comes back from the recoil, she just goes, 
wham with a headbutt of her own and just Ooh. takes Luna out. Oh. Luna, like, like the, the headbutt Luna gave Storm just like staggered Storm a little bit, but when Storm came back and hit Luna with his headbutt, Luna just dropped like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> just, bam. Hits the ground. God. And it sounded like, it sounded like a gunshot went off. Oh, man. Oh, it was awesome. Um... So, like I said, the huge headbutt, uh, Luna's able to kick out, uh, the two fight a little bit more, and Luna is able to hit Storm with a suplex. So she hits, basically she hits Storm with a big suplex, and then a big backdrop, mm-hmm. uh, and Storm is able to kick out. Uh, then, after she kicks out, Luna, after she kicks out, Luna's like, alright, I've had enough of this. She goes up to the top rope, Storm is able to meet her there. The two start brawling, it looks like Storm's getting ready for a superplex, but... Luna does end up slipping out and, like, you know, like, when they slip out of a superplex and then they, like, slide between their legs and, like, land on land on the floor? Yeah. And, like, so she does that, grabs Storm, gets her in a powerbomb position, Ooh. Uh, slams her down with a powerbomb, mm-hmm. gets back up on the top rope, hits a, a hits, like, a, a splash. Mm-hmm. And gets the one, two, three for the win with the splash. Damn. I was gonna say a frog splash, but it wasn't exactly a frog splash. It kinda looked like Luna just like fell off the ropes and was like, huh. Oh. Uh huh. And she just hit hit the splash and ends up winning. It, it, it was a big body splash, don't get me wrong. And Luna's and Luna's like a decent sized person, so it's like, yeah, it's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh but it didn't look like a big frog splash. It wasn't like very showy, you know, it just like a person dropping their body on another person, and it was enough to get the win. Mm. Fair uh, enough. So this this match was pretty decent. I know I did a terrible job at describing it because <laughs> because my brain is uh, all over the place tonight. But uh, this match was pretty awesome. I in the end, this match was good. I really liked it. These two were hard hitting. It was a brawl, exactly the kind of match I like. Um, like right up my alley in terms of wrestling. Uh, just two people hitting each other hard and see at the end, who who has hit the other harder, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. my kind of wrestling match. <laughs> like, just just two people beating the absolute snot out of each other and seeing who survives. <laughs> uh, and that's what this match felt like. Uh, and Luna was able to retain her her uh, Pro Wrestling Soul Women's Championship uh, in, a, in a pretty dope match. So I think I'm going to give this one a high meh. This one was mm. pretty freaking good. I really enjoyed it. I don't think it crossed that threshold for me, but I did very much enjoy it, and it's definitely, definitely, definitely worth a watch. Nice. That's what we yeah. like to hear. It's like a nice, like, 15-minute long match. It's pretty solid. Nice little match. Yeah, definitely go check it out from Pro Wrestling Souls' YouTube channel. Uh, Tony Storm taking on Danny Luna. Good match. All right. Yeah. All right. right. What is your second match of the week? It's Lennox against Jade at Warriors of Wrestling. I'm excited to hear about this one. How did it go? This match was pretty good, albeit it was a bit clumsy at times. It was a good match, and the the crowd though was fantastic. Like this is like the crowd that you get where you're like, man, I kill to have that crowd. This is the good crowd. They they were they were energetic. They were into the match. They were also pretty funny at the times. You'll uh, you'll see in a sec. Mm-hmm. So the background okay. going to this match is that Jade is part of a group called The Cause. And they the Cause. L- literally right before this match, they had the one of the people in the group had just lost basically the World Heavyweight Championship for this promotion. So she's basically okay. trying to just get bounce the group back from that from that L that they just took. 
So, okay. starting off this match is a classic Colin Neville tie-up, uh, in which Jade shoves Lenox into the corner before being forced to let go. When they do lock up again, though, Lenox kind of just completely schools Jade in chain wrestling, as commentary said she's the more experienced of the two. Uh, mm-hmm. She gets a wrist lock, then a shoulder lock, despite Jade's best efforts. And when she finally does start to get some momentum behind her as the two fight on the ropes, Lenox mm-hmm. just kind of just outwrestles her again and then suplexes her to the mat. Nice. She continues to dominate Jade for a bit here, but Jade then suddenly yanks her to the mat by her hair and then immediately nice. takes control of the match. The crowd booed the shit out of her for that. Yeah, I bet. Jade then kind of pulls Lenox's arms behind her back in a sitting position and just rams her knee into her back as she pulls the arms back. Mm-hmm. She then throws Lenox to a corner, and after this, uh, she hits her with a couple of actually great chops. Like, there were a couple great chops where I was like, fair play, good shit. Fair play. Throws her into the opposite nice, corner, nice. cartwheels towards her, and then forearms Lenox in the face. Sick. The match then becomes basically Jade just kind of beating down Lenox. Lenox tries to fight back, can't get a one-up on her, gets beat down again, etc., etc. There are some good spots in the middle of this, though, that were that kind of, like, broke up the usual pacing of this. Like, one was where, like, she had Lenox on the ropes, and she took her long hair, and she wrapped it around the middle rope, and then she just kind of yanked it back, which sounded painful, because Lenox was mm-hmm. screaming, obviously. Yes. And the other spot, and this is my favorite one, was she had Lenox, like, laying down the mat, right? So she yep. started doing push-ups in the ring, except she put one of her hands on Lenox's throat, so every time she pushed down and then up, she pressed down onto it. And I was like... I have seen so many indie matches where they have done every variation of choking someone, and I have never seen someone flex so hard by saying, yeah, I'll do push-ups on you, literally. <laughs> very, very, very big flex, I would say. Mm-hmm. Not not only on the other person, but literally. Literally. Flexing. Literally flexing. As I said before, the crowd was just booing the absolute hell out of her. And it made my... <laughs> I enjoyed the match more because of it, just because I was like, they just hate her. I love this. <laughs> this, this, this is the best. She... This is the best because she's the worst. Mm-hmm. So Lenox Not gets actually, locked in a headlock again, deal. but she valiantly fights back to her feet and uses several strikes to knock Jade back. She then goes off on Jade, blocks every one of her strikes, immediately counters with her own. As momentum is building, Lenox just hits strike after strike, gets her into the ropes, screams in anger, and then just knocks her to the floor continuously. She nice. then chucks her into the corner, rams into Jade with a double running knees to the chest, and then follows up by getting Jade into fireman's carry before just... She basically just slams her to the fo- in, like face like forward off of a fireman's carry. So, Whoa. unfortunately, though, we get a slight blunder from the ref here because he goes one, two, three, two, two. So he counts to three, but he says two. Uh-oh. Of course. That's never good. The crowd is like... You fucked up. No, you no, that up. was three. We Boo. we're smarter than that. They're like, get yeah, a bet. They're like, they're, I think they started saying like the ref was bad. Then there was a point after this where they did a, um, there was another pin, but it got it at two and got it right, and the crowd was like, yeah, good job, ref. Like, oh, you got you that did. one right, and I was just like, oh, no. damn, and brutal. For the rest of this match, the crowd just like not soured on the ref, not giving that poor ref <laughs> any anything. <laughs> nope. I will say, though, the bright side of this, though, is it was one of those things where, like, it was funny to me, but it didn't distract me from the match. They weren't trying to get themselves over. They were just booing this rap because it was funny. Mm -hmm. So, back to the match. Lenox then picks Jade up in, like, a bear hug. But before she can do anything, Jade escapes the hold and then drops her with basically a jumping DDT. Like, she just jumps up and then just spikes her into the mat. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
This doesn't get her the win, though, so she picks Lenox up, and this time, Lenox is able to actually counter her and nails her with a vicious-looking flatliner. Dope. This doesn't get her the win, though, so she picks up Jade in that bear hug hold again, and just like last time, Jade gets out of it, except this time, she converts it into a sunset flip pin, and then surprisingly picks up the win. Nice. It was a nice. little, little anticlimactic for... out of nowhere, it seems. Yeah. yeah. It was a little anticlimactic for my taste. Uh, overall, this match is good. Like like I said at the beginning, there were times when it was a bit clumsy, and like if I went through every time, that would be both demeaning to both these two for putting on a good match, and also it would take me forever, so we're, I'm not going to do that. But it wasn't as mm-hmm. fluid as I wished, but it was good. I like the... Jade did a good job of being an awful heel, but granted also, with a crowd as great as that, if you were a bad face or heel, I would be shocked, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, overall, good match. Give it a meh. All right, sick. Uh, I mean, as, as if it was solid, I hate... It sucks that the poor ref didn't get, like, a that, second. That poor but ref, man. I was just one like, mistake, oh, no, and it just no, ruined. No, no, no. Just watching the ref, the crowd just slowly boo and go, I think, like, go, like, get a better ref. I was like, oh, my God. But it sounds like Lenox and Jade had a pretty good match otherwise, so that's still good. Yep. Um, all right, cool. So why don't we get into so, the... Why don't we get to the surprise match we both took a look at this week? Oh, baby. Which is, if you if you eagle-eyed listeners, or eagle-eared, eagle-eared? What? Uh, I don't know, it's eagle-eyed, but... Eagle-eyed? What's... But there's rabbit ears? What? Who's... What? Hmm. If you if you listeners with uh who were if if you were really listening you would have <laughs> caught my head you would have... <laughs> this is going great amazing you would have caught my hint at the beginning with Zach's nickname uh Thunder Batista because we got Thunder Rosa taking a Mercedes Martinez uh from Queens of the Ring yes uh from Hurricane Pro mm-hmm. on the title match Wrestling Network nice this match was an absolute grind. <laughs> These two, it was a technical wrestling clinic. Yes. This one. Uh, these two were putting each other in all different kinds of holes throughout the whole beginning of this match. Like, mm-hmm. the first maybe, like, ten... I want to say, like, ten minutes of this match was just chain wrestling and submission holds. Yep. Yeah, it I... was... It was a grind, for sure. I will say, though, it was probably the most light-hearted, but well-done, like, chain wrestling sequences. Like, Thunder Rosa was, like, dancing and have a good time. Like, Mercedes, one point, was giving Thunder Rosa, like, a noogie, and I was just like, oh, these two are just having a fun time with this match These right two now. are just having a ball. And it, it's nice. It reflected on the match uh, quite a bit. Like, you could tell that these two were like, I'm having a good time here. It's a fun time. We're having a good match. I'm having a good time, and we're wrestling. Woo! Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. So this back and forth goes for a little bit, and honestly, it's a pretty even matchup. Like, mm-hmm. like Rosa gets locks in like a nasty looking surfboard. Mercedes then gets out of this and locks her in an awful looking Boston Crab. Both of them yeah. have to like retreat out of the ring, and then we get to the dance off. We get to the part, yeah. So Thunder Rosa, uh, in the middle of the match, just suddenly decides it's like, listen, I'm Latina, you're Latina. <laughs> We like to dance. We know this. Why don't we? Why don't we dance? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, Thunder Rosa tries to show shows her how it's done. A little bit of salsa action there. I'm pretty a sure. A little bit of salsa action, yeah. Uh, and then Mercedes like sort of accepts the offer. Uh, she. <laughs> she 
good. She does like the most half ass running man I've ever seen. Yeah. That she's like, pop, lock, and then she pops Rosa in the jaw with a fucking punch. And I was just like, oh shit. She locked and then she popped Thunder Rosa in the face. She like then uh, just formed the shit out of her in the corner. Yeah. Uh this is when the match took a turn because this is when Mercedes became the heel. She was like, alright, we had a fun time. <laughs> yeah. But it's t- now it's time for me to beat your ass. She gets her, like, Thunder Rosa sitting in the corner. She, like, mockingly does the running man again. And then she just boots Rosa in the groin. I was like, ah! I was like, what the fuck? This yeah. woman. <laughs> this oh is when God. the match turns from, like, a technical wrestling just grind to Mercedes being like, alright, I've had enough time for me to beat the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, she locks Rosa in. Uh, she threatens to stop her in the crotch again. And throws like, yep. no, 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 no. And then she puts Please her don't. in the surfboard position, mm-hmm. which Thunder Rosa did earlier. She's like, how you like that, huh? Don't feel so good now. And then Rosa counters it. And she's like, oh, really? And then she just starts rocking her back and forth. I swear, if she went to the corner, there was what a is, What this. is that hold again? It's a surfboard, but like, I'm pretty sure if, if she threw uh, Mercedes' face into the corner, it's called like, the it's like the Mexican mule or something like that. Interesting. It's got a name because it's in it's in like one of the, the old WWE wrestling games because like it does no damage and it's the most pointless looking f- like move. And as a kid, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, what is this fucking move and why would you ever want to <laughs> do it? It does nothing because in my head, young me is like, why would I do that when I can just lariat someone or yeah, I could right? just slam? Never, who wants to do submission? Who wants to do submissions when you could do like a Spanish fly off the top rope? Who wants to like do a lame ass surfboard like <laughs> lightly bump their head into the turnbuckle? But apparently, you just you just give your character all like the crazy. You just give your character a, a an arsenal of finishing moves as their as their move set. <laughs> In hindsight, it's probably just more so to disrespect your opponent. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it hurt, though. Oh, the actual... In the ring, I was like, that sucks. And she just <laughs> dropped her, like, face first after she was yep. done. I was like, ooh. Yeah. All right, let's uh, see. We, uh, but yeah. Uh, then uh, Rosa's able to get her own kind of strikes. And when she starts... Uh, she she gets Mercedes in the corner and starts unloading some chops on, Mar- on Martinez's chest. Mm. I was th- So there was that part where Mercedes is that face buster. Yes. And Rosa, like, rolls through it. Kind of like she takes it, but then she like gets up after the kick out and and like hits a crossbody. Yeah, Thunder Rosa pops off for a bit here. She gets like she drop kicks Mercedes into the corner. She rolls her up a few times before this, and then she tries to hit her, but Mercedes rolls out of the way, running forearms Rosa, and then knocks her to like sitting in the corner, and then just face washes her twice. Yep. I remember going like, "Ow, that's ow, ow, stop!" Ooh. Then she just forearms and chops Rosa from like corner to corner. And then the third corner, though, Rosa finds, like, alright, that's enough. And she dodges a chop, <laughs> chops Mercedes, and then does the exact same thing to her to the other corner that she didn't get to. Yep. And then she slowly starts to pick Mercedes up, and then as she gets her up, Mercedes just slaps Rosa in the face. Oof, and I was like... That was that was brutal. That was brutal. There's a worse slap. And, dis- sure. and just disrespectful. Yeah, pretty much. So Rosa tries to maintain control by, like, you know, running the ropes, but it doesn't really matter. Because she goes to do like a like like wheelbarrow thing where like you go up and then you bulldog your opponent, but Mercedes yep. kind of just caught her and then just threw her face Bam. first into the mat. <laughs> and then she locks like, no, in. No, 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 no. We're done here. No, no. And then she locks in like a half Indian deathlock, half side headlock looking move, which looked painful. Except mm-hmm. it's obvious Rose is not going to tap. 
Like, yeah, she's like, I mean, all right. Of course not. So she just picks her up and throws her to the corner. And this is what you were talking about before, Mikey. Oh, right. Yes. This is when Rosa uh, is able to hit that crossbody yes. off the top rope to uh, Martinez. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she, when Rosa throws her into the corner. Mercedes throws Rosa into the corner and Rosa jumps up on the second rope and is like, ha ha! Ha Top rope advantage! <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> so she beats her down for a bit. And then she just gets Mercedes in the corner, and then she just, I don't know why, but she just mercilessly elbowed Mercedes back. I was like, I don't know why you're attacking yeah, her back. she just back. kept, like, backing up and running in and just being like, wham! I was like, fair fucking play. <laughs> the fact I mean, like, yeah, listen, listen, sometimes, sometimes you don't have to do the big fancy wrestling moves. Sometimes you just elbow somebody in the back enough, it's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. Mercedes does get back into this, though, with, like, a trapping suplex. So I looked this up, it's when you lock your opponent's arm and you... Get like your your other arm underneath like their legs and just pick mm-hmm. them up and just slam them to the mat. Yes, I looked that up. That was I when the the commentator was like the trapping suplex. I'm like, that's not a real thing. Looked it up. That's not a real thing. I'm like, that's not what it's called. There's no shot. Fair enough. All right, you got. I've been boomed. I've been boomed. <laughs> so then she ruthlessly just forearms and chops Rosa some more, throws her into the corner, goes to hit her. Rosa dodges it. Rosa then hits a jumping lariat, kind of like the Miz in the corner. Yes. Hits her with her double knees from the apron, cannonballs her, and then finally hits an absolutely gorgeous-looking drop kick on a sitting Martinez. A gorgeous and brutal-looking drop kick. Yes. Just absolutely just uh, uh, blasting mm-hmm. Mercedes. Rosa's drop kicks were on point this match, I will say. Yes, I, I agree to that. So I love how Mercedes like rolls out of the ring like, all right, Give me four seconds, and Rose is like, nah, uh no, no. All right, we're, you know what? Yeah, Mercedes is like, okay, I need a second. Hold on. Rose is like, no, no. And she gets onto the apron, waits for her to turn around, just running sentons off onto her. Which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rolling senton was great to the outside. So then Rosa goes to the top and goes for, I assume, a crossbody again. But Mercedes, mm-hmm. who's now gotten up, is like, oh, no. You no, have made no. A, you have made the fatal error of going to the top ropes, and I must punish you. And she just picks Rosa up and just... Dumps her onto the apron by via powerbomb. On on she she power bombs her on what Zach? The hardest Say it with me. part of the, the hardest ring. part of the ring. Oh, I said it wrong too. And the best the part is commentary part says it. I think someone in the crowd says it. And somebody I was just in like, the crowd yelled it. What the funniest part was somebody in the crowd yelled it. Was like that's the hardest part of the ring. And then Mercedes looks back at them and goes, "That's the point." <laughs> Oh, my God. It's like, all right, yeah, you know what, fair play. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. So she beats Rosa down. She's, like, continuously breaking up the rest count, just tossing her around the outside. Mm-hmm. Eventually, she gets her in the ring, goes for her finisher, which is the Fisherman's Neckbreaker. But rolls her up, Rosa rolls her up twice and then uses this to gain the upper hand. So the two end up fighting in the corner after an Irish whip from Mercedes. And mm-hmm. Rosa gets up on the top rope again. And she attempts a tornado DDT, but Martinez just counters this with two back-to-back suplexes. So she goes to the third. The third amigo. Because Eddie Guerrero is Eddie Guerrero, and you can never escape him with a suplex. Any 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 chain of suplex, anything of, any suplex where you can't suplex them, roll over and do another suplex, and then do a third suplex. There's always going to be three amigos, no matter what kind of suplex. No matter it what. It could be Germans, it could be Fishermen's, it could be Fishermen's, it could be regular suplexes. As long as you get three of them, it's three amigos, baby. It's three amigos, let's go. So, after, however, Mercedes goes to the third one, and like this usually happens for the heels, Rosa counters it. 
And then yep. she spikes Mercedes, like, just head first into the mat. I was just like, I'm just like, you just fucking strapped her on her head. Yeah. Def- she, basically, basically, all all Mercedes did was just, like, give, give Thunder Rose's Tornado DDT a little bit of lag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lag, got hit, decent, caught up, it's like, oh! Yeah, it's just like, all right, going for the Tornado DDT. Oh, wait, hold on. First, suplex, suplex. All right, now I got it. Now we go. <laughs> so, frustrated that this doesn't get her the win, Rosa then just beats Mar- Mercedes as she picks her up, and then she counters an Irish whip for Mercedes and locks her in an octopus hole. Yes. Which looks great, right. by the way. Though she just eventually has to break the hole, and Mercedes quickly puts a stop to any further attempt by Rosa to hurt her by just planting her with her awesome-looking spine buster. Oh my god, that spy bar's looking like to put someone through a ring. Mm-hmm. God, <laughs> Brutal. there's nothing. God. Good spine buster, good scoop slams are like in the in like my list of like just classic things I'll never not be like, ah, satisfaction. Yeah, like a nice high impact. You know what? You know what? You know what mine is? A nice quick power slam. You mm-hmm. know? Like a nice smooth looking power slam will always be like, whew, Oof, love that. Right there. You know? It's like one of those oddly satisfying things. Mm-hmm. So the two then struggle to get up at this point. And while Mercedes makes the first move going after Rosa, Rosa just kind of handles this by catching her and just putting her on the top rope. So mm-hmm. they fight for control again. Mercedes then wins by shoving Rosa away from her. She then gets off the rope and goes for a finisher again. But again, Rosa gets out of it. This time, though, she hits her with a code breaker, which I was like, yeah. oh, shit. All right. A code breaker followed up by like a single leg drop kick, which looked sweet. Mm hmm. And then, oh man, that yeah. which I think this that sends Mercedes into the corner, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe Rosa. Oh, she gets her in the fireman's carry position. Yeah, this is what Rosa and Mercedes start fighting on top for a li- on the top rope for a little while. Mm-hmm. It looks like Rosa was gonna set up for like a superplex, like a hurricane runner or something. Yeah, but Martinez is able to uh, fight her way out of it and get. Uh, Rosa in the fireman's carry position, to which she hits her with a sit-out DV- Death Valley driver off the top rope, goes for the pin, and Rosa kicks out again. <laughs> and she is just beside herself. So she's like, all right, fuck it. She looks at the corner, and she goes to the top rope. The commentator was literally me, where I was like, Mercedes Martinez going to the top rope. I'm like, am I in Bizarre World? What is, what is this? <laughs> this doesn't happen. So seeing this, Rosa get- quickly gets up, quickly get ascends the turnbuckle so that she can then throw Mercedes into the ring via a Hurricane Rana. Yep. And then she falls off the top rope with just an absolute power move of a shotgun drop kick, which just sends Mercedes flying into the corner behind her. Mm-hmm. And then Rosa hits this is I've never seen Rosa finish a match with this. She hits a double stomp. Me neither. This was this was my first time seeing this move too. Into Mercedes back, which technically speaking, Rosa had been working all match with her various holds. And now that I think about and, it, and that's where the elbows came in. Oh my god, it makes it's sense. all full circle. And she picks up the that's win when she was running and hitting her with the elbows. Yeah, mm-hmm. she hits like a. It, basically, what it was was just like Finn Balor's coup de gras, except it was to Mercedes. Except it was to Mercedes's back. I wonder which one is worse to take: getting stomped on the back or getting stomped on the sternum. I think the, I think Finn Balor's is worse. Not not. I think I think the, the to the front is worse to take mm-hmm. because the way Mercedes was set up, she had a little bit of give because she was like on all fours. And yeah, then she, like, yeah, she was flattened out. So like, I feel like she had a little bit of give there. 
Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you take a coup de gras and you're like just laying on your back, there's like there's nowhere to go. No, there's no you, you gotta know? Just like, take it. Like it's just Finn Balor stomping on your chest. Mm-hmm. I think if I recall correctly, back in an interview, someone's like, Shinsuke, what's the worst movie say? He's like, it's Finn Balor's coup de gras. Coup de gras. Feels yeah. like knives in your chest. I was like, oh my god. God, imagine every match you know you're gonna lose him and you're like, alright, here it fucking comes, here it comes. Uh, oh, yeah. Fuck. I feel like there's a good handful of finishers where people are like, oh, gotta do this again. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy Swantons, I think, is one of them where he's like, at one point, I. Again, it's just, it's just, it's just somebody just landing on you. Yep, right? there's like, literally nothing to help you there. It's just like actually, no. The way Jeff Hardy does it, it's better because he, the way he lands, he like kind of rolls off of them and doesn't really make impact. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, if he doesn't like land right, or if somebody like rolls wrong, he just kind of goes mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like oh. just another person just landing on top of you from the top mm-hmm. rope. Like, oh my god, I feel like. One of those, like, big, huge slams, like Omos's double choke slam or, like, Lance Archer's blackout probably sucks, depending on how hard they throw you down to the floor. Nah, I guess if you take the bump right, it's probably fine. We, this is coming from the two people who have not, who have not been in a wrestling ring nope. ever in their entire lives. <laughs> no. Don't take our, don't take our advice, folks. <laughs> right. um, so, Mikey, yeah, what I, do you want to give this match? I want to give this match, I think I want to give this match the mark out. Mm. I really fucking like this match a lot. Uh, I thought, even though it was kind of a slog in the beginning, I think it really set up well for the rest of the match, just being an absolute, like, toe-to-toe brawl between these mm-hmm. two, you know? Uh, I think it really set them up well for being... It made... The, the the way this match started made the rest of the match feel more realistic when they were, like, exhausted. Mm-hmm. And the fact and every time they were like, oh my god, how did Rosa kick out? It's like... Yeah, how did she do that? <laughs> after, after all those submissions, you know, it made it more believable that they were wearing each other down in the first ten minutes of this match. Uh, for the rest of the match, for them to just look like they went through a war, you know. Mm. I think uh, I really gonna, liked it. I think I'm going to give it a high man. Okay, didn't give okay. me the mark out feeling, but it was still a great match. Don't get me wrong; there was like a fun, yeah. like entertaining side at the beginning, even though it was a bit slow. And then, like you said, towards the end, like these two were just clobbering each other. Yeah, this match was. I thought I thought this match was really good. I really I really was hooked on this one. Like at the end, like I know it was a mark out because at the end, after it was done, like the video ended, and I literally sat back on my chair and went, "That was a good match." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the feeling, the 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 high of just like, God damn, that was some good ass wrestling. Yeah, I like sat back and I was like, "Damn, that one was pretty good." So yeah, <laughs> oh, uh, I gave it the mark out for for that because uh, nice. I, I just really enjoyed watch. I just really enjoyed it. Nice, nice, nice. All right, well, Zach, that is all of our matches out of the way for this week, so that just brings us to the Double Down. The Double Down. This is where me and Zach flash back to, well, not last week, but the week before that, uh, and watch matches from each other's perspective. Zach, it has been a while. Who started off in the Double Down last? I want to say me, but I might be wrong. Uh, Okay, so I'll get us started with this one. Zach, you gave me Bandito taking on Kurt Stallion. Oh, yeah. From Glory Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And man, this match was high-grade Lucha fun. Mm-hmm. I love this match. Lucha <laughs> shit. Lucha oh, shit. Lucha, Lucha shit. shit. <laughs> My favorite kind of wrestling. I uh, knew you'd love it. Real quick start to this one. These two just nail just nail each other with sequences. It's like that. But one of my favorite sequences where they do like 67 moves to each other, but none of them hit. And they all just like dodge each other mm-hmm. or like hit each other or reverse each other. And it ends with both of them like 
doing like the forward handspring off of their head and landing on their feet and looking at each other like, I see you. <laughs> I see a worthy opponent. Our fight yeah. will be legendary. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda is not what I was expecting. It's it's an old meme, sir, but it checks out. <laughs> Looking through the files. Well, it's an old one, but it works. <laughs> uh... So yeah, this match was awesome. Uh, it was high, like I said, high grade, quick lucha, lucha fun, lucha fun stuff. Uh, there was one point where Bandito throws Kirk Stallion out and goes for a tope, but then Stallion just like jumps up and headbutts him while he's, yeah. <laughs> while he's diving out of the ring <laughs> and just knocks Bandito out. And I was like, whoa! I know. I was like, oh my god! He just like was like, and I'll hit you my finisher on you right away. He didn't even like. He, he didn't even like. He just like jumped up and was like a. He like jumped up like a flopping fish, which is like, <laughs> just smacked him with his head. <laughs> uh, so this one, like after that, Stallion's basically in control for a while. He's landing big, heavy strikes on uh, Bandito, uh, but there is one point where Bandito is able to fight back when Stallion throws him into the corner and Bandito jumps up to the top rope and hits uh, like a. A corkscrew cross body followed up by mm-hmm. like a ton of a ton of strikes. God, just yeah. uh, uh, followed by a ton of strikes. Bandito is ping ponging around the ring, hitting hitting Kurt Stallion from like all angles. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I have here written Bandito go zoom <laughs> because there is a point where uh, he does knock Kurt Stallion out of the ring and he finally does hit the tope. Mm-hmm. Uh, which looked amazing, obviously, because it's Bandito doing a tope. How could it look bad? Mm-hmm. Uh, heavy strikes coming back from Bandito uh, after he throws him back in the crowd. After he throws him back in the ring, mm-hmm. uh, he beats him into the corner, and Bandito gives the the crowd the old... Crowd shuts up, and then just Bandito loads up a chop and just bang! Nails mm-hmm. Kurt Stanley right on the chest Ugh. in the in a silent room. I like how the ref was even like, come on, get him out of the corner. Bandito was like, shh. Like, because the crowd was dead silent. The crowd was t- absolutely positively like, you could hear needle drop. But then all you hear is the ref just be like, hey, get him out of the corner. And he's like, no, no. Yeah, silent. Silence. <laughs> and then he hits, and then he does it again. Loads up a second chop, nails him with that one. Uh... But after that second chop, uh, Stallion didn't take it very well. So uh, the two just start the two just start nailing each other with strikes back. They start doing like a chop war, mm-hmm. or they're just trading like gunshots of chops back and forth, like bang, bang, yeah. bang, and then they just start nailing each other with elbows. Starting forearms, Stallion ends up uh, getting the upper hand at the end of this one because he hits uh, he ends up hitting Bandito with a power bomb to end it, mm-hmm. and Stallion. Uh, he hits a headbutt uh, on Bandito again later, uh, and it hit, drops him in the corner, hits him with some face washes, and then a huge drop kick was mm. another crazy part of this match. Uh, then these two uh, are trading, like these two end up like getting back to the middle of the ring. Yeah, and Kurt Kurt Stallion runs the ropes, hits Bandito with like a forearm. Bandito like fires up. Bounces off the ropes. Like, you know how, like, when they do that thing where they throw him into the ropes and, like, follow him and hit him with the elbow? Yeah. And then they go to, like, run off the ropes again, but then the other person follows them mm-hmm. and, like, nails them. They yeah. do that for a little while. Yeah. Uh, Until Stallion hits, like, an elbow, and then he runs the ropes, and Bandito's like, 
gotcha, and just runs up and nails him with a Spanish fly. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, I love, because I love Spanish flies. Spanish flies One are of my favorite moves. Guilty pleasures, but they are fantastic to watch. Yeah, he hits him with a Spanish fly, which Kurt Stallion gets up. <laughs> uh, it gets him in, like, he gets, like, a... He gets him in, like, a suplex position, and then he, like, drops Bandito's neck on the back of his knee. Yeah. Which was, like, what move was that? It was terrifying. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Uh, oh. But this, this of course, doesn't keep Bandito down because Bandito comes back and hits a, basically hits a go to sleep. Yeah. Um. He hits. So he, yeah, he gets up from this neck breaker, hits hits Talion back with a go to sleep, and then they both just drop <laughs> from just pure exhaustion from that mm-hmm. from that sequence. Uh, both of them just drop down. Um, and then uh, after after they both get up and fight for a little while, uh. Stallion's able to lock in an armbar on Bandito. But Bandito does not let this stop him because Bandito is able to roll over, lock his hands back together, get to a vertical base, and just pick up Stallion and powerbomb him mm-hmm. to get him off to get him off from the armbar. <laughs> uh Stallion then, after uh taking that power bomb, uh gets up. He goes for Three amigos on the German suplexes. Mm-hmm. Um, hits two of them, but on the third one, Bandito's able to get out, hit a super kick, and then he hits a super kick, which takes out Stallion, and he's like leading on the second rope, and then Bandito hits. You you described the spot last week, but ben, it was one of the coolest spots I've ever seen, mm-hmm. where he just like runs up, like rolls off of. Uh, Stallion's back, comes back, lands behind him, and just, like, launches him with a German. Yep. Like, t- he launched him, like, across the ring. hmm Just that sli- that slingshot German was absolutely sick. Loved it. Like, I love when wrestlers have unique moves like this, because it's like, how the hell did you figure out you can do that? <laughs> Bandito, what did you do <laughs> to figure out that, oh, you know what? If I have somebody leaning on the second rope, I can run up, roll off their back, come back, land on my feet, grab them, and hit them with a German suplex. How cool would that be? Like, what? <laughs> How did you figure that out? This man was just like, he had a wrestling ring and nothing but time on his hands. <laughs> yeah, right? I, yeah, I guess it's just a lot of practice and a lot of studying. A lot of studying. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. Like, I want I, I, I I I I wanna I wish I could be a fly on the wall in the room where Bandito first like pulled that off. You know? Like it like in training and everyone was like, Oh damn, you know? Damn that that's the one. Yeah, like damn, that was sick. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> Back to this match. Stallion kicks out of the, the slingshot suplex, which was insane. Uh, Stallion is able to kick out, and the match continues. Uh, then, these two go up to the top rope. They start fighting on the top rope. Uh, it looks like Bandito was going for something on Stallion, but Stallion was able to fight his way out and hit Bandito with a reverse Spanish fly to get the 1-2-3 on mm-hmm. Bandito for the win. Kurt Stallion comes out on top of this one. This match was nuts. Yes, it was. Uh, this match, I I think I'm gonna give it a high meh. 
I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really, really, really did like it. It was awesome. I didn't get that mark out feel, but I just thought it was sick. These two absolutely killed each other. Uh, some of the sequences in this match were absolutely batshit bonkers, so definitely go check it out. Worth the watch. Bandito versus Kurt Stallion at Glory Pro. Absolutely go check it out if you can. Mm-hmm. Zach, what match did I give you to check out? You gave me Alec Price going against Edith Thrill at Beyond Wrestling. Uh, our favorite. I love Beyond Wrestling. I love Edith Thrill. I have been a big fan of Price since, God, since the early days of this podcast, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I was very excited to watch this match. Uh, I First thing I loved about this match was just how quickly the crowd turned on Price. Yep. And he just milked every second of it. Like From like the moment he opened his big, fat, loud mouth, this crowd was like, this man needs to die. Yep. Kill this man, Edith. Yeah, he, he, he got the crowd against him quick. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because basically it, made, it meant that by proxy, when he was in control, the crowd was just fucking volatile towards him. Mm-hmm. But the moment he Nuclear got his clear heat, the moment he got his ass kicked though by Edith, they got hyped as hell. They were like, "Yeah, beat his ass!" I was like, "Yeah, beat his ass!" It was great. Mm-hmm. I liked how at the start of this match, right before it began, he pointed at Cyril and said, "She's dead. I'm gonna rip her fucking mask off." And then that played into this match, which I liked a lot. So one great example is actually the beginning of the match so um beginning of this match goes with them being chain wrestling and obviously edith is going to out outdo price because price may be good at wrestling but she is edith surreal is just another on another level basically mm-hmm. but i love how every time that price had like got himself locked in like a hold from edith and he was like oh fuck i can't get out he immediately grabbed at her mask every time every, every single, time. single time yeah and it always made her let go and i loved it because it was just him slowly trying to loosen her mask more for, throughout the mm-hmm. match. I gotta say, though, if we're gonna talk about the chain wrestling, I might as well talk about the strikes. God damn, these strikes are great. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy as fuck. Great impact, great selling from both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, it was. And for, like, such a short match, it gave it a very intense feeling to it, which I enjoyed. I agree. Now, if I'm going to talk about selling, I might as well talk about Price's reactions and facial expressions because, man, he did such a good job of selling everything Surreal did to him. When he was in control and beating her up, he had, like, the most punchable face I've ever seen. But the moment she gets him in, like, a submission hold out of nowhere, like a heel hook, he's flopping around, he's screaming, he's like, get her off! Ah! Ah! And I'm just like, I love this. I love everyone. <laughs> get with her this. off me! Just, like, scrambling to the ropes. It's like, ah, oh, he's being a little bitch. Yep. Classic. Oh, oh my god. Uh, on to specifics about moves that stood out to me, there was... One that really got me, which is Surreal's Bulldog on Price. Because honestly, it's probably the best Bulldog I've ever seen. From its speed to its impact, it was like, if I wanted to show someone a, a entertaining-looking Bulldog, this is the one. Like, usually Bulldogs are a bit slower, they're usually grounded, but, like, Price, like, jumped in the air when he took this Bulldog, and just went, just crashing to the mat. Great. And finally, the match's consistency was really good and i made the for me i felt like it made the match finish be appropriate the match mm-hmm. consistency is basically like this the structure is price gets cocky beats up surreal goes for like some flashy move surreal baits him in puts him in a submission or counters him he goes he tries to hide and this is basically how the finish go price got cocky he went to go for the surprise kick surreal baited him again except this time she put him in uh her submission finisher the venus flytrap i think his name its name is am i right about that i think so 
I believe so. And of course, because Price was locked in and literally about to tap, he grabbed at her mask and tried to pull it off. She had to let go of the hold to fix her mask, and then he hit her with the surprise kick and picked up the win and basically told the crowd to eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah, this match had like a rhythm to it that, yes. kept, that kept coming back. And it was like a it was like a song where it was just like the chorus, the bridge, you mm-hmm. know, they just kept going back to like the same spots, but it wasn't bad. I think you said this too last week, but I'll say it now. Give me more matches between these two. Adam, put like an Iron Man stipulation on it. I will these two, man, watch they the have shit chemistry. out of this match. Oh, they God. They're so Holy good. Like, yeah. like, I was I wanted to see Price lose. Even with, when you came and see a lot of Surreal's face, she does a great job of just making you want to just see her succeed when she's fighting yes. against someone like Price. Like I like I said, Iron Man match, Last Man Standing match, any of these matches, I will pay to watch these. Yeah, two. give me like a give me like a half hour long, a half hour, sixty minute long Iron Man match. Yeah, I'm gonna give awesome. this match before I forget the high man. Again, okay. didn't pop me off for a markout, but I really liked this match, and it was short too, so it wasn't even like it was like super long. It was quick. It's nice, like as you and I say, like a nice like adrenaline shot of a match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. All right. Well, that does it for another episode of Independent Waters. Zach, we, we had we had some good ones. Yeah, it was. It's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We came back strong with a couple of markouts, a couple of high mes. We, we came back. We came back with the hard hitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we're like we're coming back and we're bringing some good ones. Good, for some you. good shit right here. All right. So before before we get to the plugs, the why plugs. don't we give everyone a little bit of a preview of what we're bringing to the table next week? Sure. Thing. Zach, what do you got? I got Mac Daniels going against Alex Chamberlain at Limitless Wrestling. And then I've got all right, I might butcher this name, so apologies if I do. I've got Konosuke Takashita going against Maki Ito at DDT Pro Wrestling. Ooh, I love a little DDT. Very excited for that. Tip matches I'm bringing next week. Mike Boomer versus James Cray from Riot City Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And Willow Nightingale versus Trish Adora from Say it with me, Zach. Oh, Beyond, Beyond wrestling. wrestling. I had to make the I women's don't... wrestling. Or, sorry, women's uh, the women's wrestling revolution. So very excited about that match because uh, we have sung the praises of both of those wrestlers in the I, past. In my head, I'm just like I'm, like I'm like I've got the high I've got the high man. I'm mark actually wearing my I'm actually wearing a Willow Nightingale shirt right now. That I just oh. oh shit. <laughs> I bought this tank top at the collective when we went. Mm, I'd be disappointed if those two had a bad match. I don't think I've seen a bad match from either of those two. Yeah, no, I have not either. Uh, I'm very excited to see that. Uh, I'm sure it's going to kick ass. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have our surprise match uh, that we'll get to next week. So tune in for that. All right. And with with all those previews and all the matches out of the way, that just leaves us with the plugs. plugs. So go... Go check out all the other cool shows here on the Countout Network. We got Happy Hour. We got How to Talk to Your Friends About Wrestling. We got Your Dose of Death. And we got Ring Post Radio, a new show here on the network. Where, uh, Scotty, Scotty Wrestling and Ryan Knightsey, uh, formerly of Hit the Books, uh, talk about, just, you know, just give their thoughts on the wrestling world in general. So they just hang out, talk every week about what's going on in the wrestling world. Go check that out here on the Countout Network. And if you have any questions about the show that we have that we have not answered, go to countoutpod.com, uh, where you can also buy a ton of new merch. We got stickers. 
We got we got stickers for Countout. We got t-shirts. We got how to talk to your friend about wrestling merch. Go check it out over there. And also what you can do over there is become a member of the Countout family by joining by subscribing to the Countout network. Your donation and subscription, you can pick you can pick to where you want that money to be going. Uh and tell us exactly who you want to give it to and customize your subscription uh, however you want. So go do that. Become a member today. And when you do become a member, you will get access to so many, so many audios that are only for Countout family members, such as uh, Hit the Death, where Lauren does a Hit the Books episode, but he books death, he books a deathmatch card. Uh, there's our there's me and Zach's uh, indie, indie Waters, where we... <laughs> review uh um the indy five the 2021 indy 500 there is of course fast foodies which is the dumbest piece of audio we have ever recorded <laughs> for this net for this podcast network so go check that out today uh where we pair fast food with different mountain dew flavors what a what a ride that was let me tell you um and of course uh we have had a talk to your friend about their exorcism uh from, from the girls over at had a talk to your friend about wrestling so go check out all of those audios. Oh, and hit and hit the Beth, another one from Lauren over there, where he talks about famous Beths. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's some really fun there's some really fun stuff over there if you subscribe and become a member. So go check it out. And if you want to hear our thoughts on the wrestling world and the world in general or interact with us at all, go check us out over on Twitter at hit the books pot at no. Oh my god, what am I I'm doing the really, really old tag. Oh man. Let me reset. Uh, go follow us over on Twitter at CountOutPod, where we share our thoughts on the world of wrestling and the world in general. And you can interact with us over there. That's where we're most active, I would say. And go check out our YouTube channel, uh, Countout, Countout Wrestling Podcast Network, uh, where we uploaded uh, the the Twitch VOD from Happy from our first ever recording of Happy Hour. So go check that out over there uh, if you want to see us do some fun stuff in video form. Uh, and I think that about wraps up the plugs. Holy moly, that was a lot. Zach, you got anything? Oh, no, Mikey, never. Never does. All right, well, that just leaves me with one thing left to say then, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Countout Podcast.